We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good Minute Hummel podcast, and we got Robbie Hummel. I'd known you since you were a kid. I could blow my knee out, both knees, and still kick your ass. <laughs> we're trying to find the Robbie Hummel statue. I wanted to kill you. <laughs> All right, welcome in another episode of Goodman and Hummel. Uh, I'm Jeff Goodman. He is Robbie Hummel. And um, you didn't even tell me, like, you're coming to Bloomington. I'm here. And you weren't even going to tell me that you were coming for the Wisconsin, big, huge Wisconsin, Indiana game. Well, I didn't want to see you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that is so mean spirited. I'm I mean, just joking. I didn't know you were going to be there. I, you've been everywhere. You were in New Mexico. You were in Utah. You were last. I talked to you. You were like, "This is going to be dangerous." It snowed a lot in this canyon. <laughs> I made it drive through, and you Wait, made you it. Didn't even, you didn't even text me to see if I made it through well, the I was, canyon. I, was, I saw you were tweeting, so I assumed that you were alive, unless it was somebody that was controlling your your Twitter account. Um, you you made it sound like it was like an Indiana Jones like adventure or like a Mission Impossible type adventure of will I make it through? That's what you were. You're being a little bit dramatic, actually. We drive like- all the time in the Midwest. You're from Boston. You should be okay. We were. I was fine. I was fine. I made it through. Uh, somebody said though that the greatest quote was, um, "You destroyed Utah." Because I, I saw everybody when I was in Utah. Every like almost every Division One head coach. It was a good trip, Utah, and then New Mexico. I finally went to the pit. It was an unbelievable ending. It was actually not a great first 35, 38 minutes, to be honest. The last minute was as good as any minute I've seen of basketball this year. And they beat Colorado State, and then they turn around and they lay a complete egg against Air Force. I saw that. I saw that. Awful. Joe Scott. Joe Scott got it done. What does the, uh, does the, does the pit live up to the hype? I feel like a lot of people have heard that it's good, but have never been there. Yeah, it was it was really, really good. The crowd wasn't as good because it was an 8 o'clock game on a weekday. So it wasn't like completely full. It was pretty close. And it holds like 16,000. I mean, it's huge. It's that right? big? Huge, huge. What is it just all below? Like you walk in kind of like Carver Hawkeye where you're walking in at like street level and it's all built into the ground or there's like a tunnel there's only one way to like enter media wise and 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 player wise it's through one tunnel you don't have like four different places you can go in it's one tunnel and it goes like straight down it's death valley yeah the uh the football stadium it's really cool clemson clemson has that 
Clemson, yes, yes. It's really cool. Um, and and again, I thought, and they thought, they controlled their own destiny after that win. I, I would say this, Utah State, Logan, has uh, better student section. I thought it was better because it's, it's, it's a little more intimate. You know, they have about 9,000 and about 4,000 of them are students. And they're rabid, man. Like, for students that don't drink, and the funniest <laughs> part of it was after after the game, you know, Danny Sprinkle gets a win over San Diego State. Uh, Sprinkle's uh, single, I believe. And I asked him, I'm like, All right, where, where are we going to grab a beer? Like, you got to celebrate, right? Like, where are we going? And he looks at me and he goes, yeah, like, there's nowhere here. I'm like, what do you mean there's nowhere? He's like, no, there aren't. There's nowhere to go out and drink. I'm like, I don't get it. And his parents were in town. What do you mean you don't get it? I didn't realize, like, Logan, Utah was that dry of a town. Well, isn't it a, I mean, I assume that it's a heavily Mormon populated area. It is. I didn't know how heavily. I didn't know how heavily. Pretty, probably very pretty heavily. heavily. So yeah. I, I met Sprinkle the next morning uh, it, for yeah. breakfast at Herm's Inn. Uh, you know, good spot. You guys had a, a celebratory omelet the next day? I had something, a scramble. And uh, great, great Osamore walked in with a couple of his teammates. Nice. Uh, what a good player he is, man. And they're yeah, fun. They're fun. You know, again, like you look at a program like that, Rob, and you're like, you know, they're not they're not getting paid NIL at all. And I tweeted that out the other day. I was like, Seton Hall, we should do a at some point kind of a list of and it's again, we're guessing to some degree the teams that have done it at the highest level this year with very little NIL and yeah. Utah state would be on there. Seton hall would be on there. Indiana state where I'm going right when we finish this pot, I'm heading over. I've never been, I've never been to Indiana state. Never been to Terre Haute. No, no. Wow. You're missing out. I know. Well, yeah, I'm, to do I'm excited. Um, how, how do these mid-major programs receive you? Because normally you are at the high major games. Yeah. So are they happy to see you? Are they like, where have you been? Everybody loves me, Rob. Everybody. Yes. I mean, don't you know this? Everybody. Judging from the replies to our podcast. Yeah. Post, uh, post a couple of weeks ago. I, I, I love you, Jeff. I think that I think you're a great guy. I appreciate but it. I don't know if everybody loves you. No, everybody is not. Love me. Everybody does not love me. Uh, probably one person who doesn't love me right now is is in this city in Bloomington. And that's uh, one Mike Woodson. But uh, we'll get on to that after. Let, let's get to the topics at hand. We got a few things we want to discuss. Uh, I don't want to start with Court Storm because I think it's boring. But we'll get to it second. What I want to start to with with is Michigan State and Tom Izzo. And Man, it pains me to say this, Rob. It, it pains me to even ask you this question. They've lost two straight. They're on the bubble. Seemingly, they've been on the bubble every year here for the last few years. Haven't really done anything in the tournament. Um, is it time? Is it time for Tom Izzo? Because he's fought the transfer portal. He's kind of been vocal about NIL. Is it time because... The world is changing in college basketball, and Tom Izzo is not really overly happy to adapt with it. Is it time yeah. for him to say, "I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done." I don't. I can't say yes to that. I, no, I don't. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I just think he's got to be more 
open to I mean Tyson Walker is from the portal. So like it's not yeah. like he doesn't use it. He didn't use it this last offseason. Um I you know, I know Michigan State fans are, are frustrated with a lot of the Xavier Booker playing time and he started yesterday and did some good things and I think he makes some mistakes defensively. He's certainly not very physical. So I'm sure that that in looking and Jay Wright kind of hit on this on the, the broadcast, I'm sure he thought, well, Felix Akpara is one of the, I guess, less physical bigs in the league compared to like Cliff Amore or Zach Eady or some of the other guys that you might go up against. So let's let's play him a lot. And he did some good things, uh, but didn't play the last 15 minutes of the game. And they went back to Ma- uh, Mati Sissoko. You know, I know that it, you should not lose to Ohio State. That they're a team that has fired their head coach, not at the Breslin Center, not at home, Center. right? Not at yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. And Jake Diebler has, has done a great. I mean, for him to beat Purdue and Michigan State, that is just a phenomenal job by him. Um, but the, my thing is for Michigan State, besides the Booker stuff, and yeah, like could he have gotten some run in the last fifteen minutes? Of course he could have. I I'm I don't know what Tom Izzo's thought process was to not play him. Uh, I'm sure he had a reason he's been to the final four like a hundred times and he's a hall of famer, but if your best players suck in a game, you're probably not going to win. And Jay Nakins, I thought was bad. Tyson Walker couldn't make a shot. AJ Hogard was, was certainly not good. You're just not going to win when those guys don't play well. And it's not like Ohio state played outstanding basketball. You know, they, they scored 60 points. (laughs) So, and they, they had like, 21 at halftime or 20 yeah 22 points at halftime it's a grind it was an an ugly game it was i don't know i just my thing with with tom Izzo, and i said this i i did a a michigan state podcast um like a couple days ago and i i said you know michigan state used to look like houston looks to me now where i was like going into games thinking man we could get embarrassed if we don't rebound the basketball, if we don't get back, we could get embarrassed. And I look at the guys that he has in his front court now, and there's not the same level of toughness. There's not the same level of, of size, athleticism. And look, I, I understand. Backups. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. I understand that the game has changed from like, it's more skilled now. You know, you're, you're not going to play like Raymar Morgan at the three and just have two huge dudes next to him at the four and the five. They actually tried it yesterday. They played Cohen Carr at the three and then put Carson Cooper and Mike Sissoko at the four and the five. So that's not what I'm talking about. But just like the the grimy, you know, gritty, going to crush you on the glass, that mentality has left the program. And I don't know why. And I just think that he has to go get some personnel that can do that. Um, you know, I, that that's what's weird to me. Those are his staples. And you can still win like that. You can still win and, and play – not maybe with the same type of personnel, but with the same type of ideology, Houston has proven that they yeah. will they will destroy you on the glass. And I just I'm I don't know why in in this four year iteration of Michigan State basketball that that's been kind of gone away from because you can still get some guys that can that can live that and and you can win like that still and they've totally gone away from that and I I don't know I think he's just got to. He's got to pivot, and the portal has got – he's going to have to go to the portal this year because Walker's gone. I assume that Hogard is done, but I guess he could come back with a COVID year. Malik Hall is is gone. Who else? Sissoko graduates. So those three guys are out of there. 
I would think that in looking at the roster, he's going to have to go get some pieces from the portal. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for the listeners and the viewers of the Field of 68 as we all get ready for the best month of the year, March madness if you haven't signed up for betmgm yet you can use the bonus code field 150 and you will get 150 dollars in free bets on your first wager with betmgm regardless of whether or not you win that first bet here's the best part all you need to do is deposit and bet five dollars of your hard-earned money this is how you make it work download the betmgm app and sign up using the bonus code field 150 that's field 150 deposit at least five dollars and place your first wager on any game you will receive up to 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your bet just make sure you use that bonus code field 150 when you sign up and remember BetMGM is now available in one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient when I have to go cover games in Philly or New York, which happens quite a bit. When you cross state borders, you just log into your existing account and fire away. You don't have to create a new account in each state. It's easy, it's simple, and it's clean. And most importantly, we have some fun stuff coming up for the conference tournaments and for the NCAA tournament. Bet insurance tokens college hoops odds boost and my personal favorite a nice little parlay boost here and there so download the BetMGM app and sign up today and he's got money matt ishbia was a former manager so like it's not like tom israel couldn't raise if he wanted to three million dollars in a day for the portal if he wants to. Now, again, he said he was loyal last year to his band. And I think he, he might have said that two years ago even, and, and, and this year as well. And it's like, all right, like, I get it. And we all love loyalty. We all love Izzo for that, right? He's going to stand by his guys and he'll, he'll, he may throw them under the bus here and there. But ultimately, we know 
he's going to stand by his guys, whether it's Hogard or Suzuka, whatever. Um, I'll say this too. When your staff, I feel like these days you got to have a young staff. You got to have a young staff and he's got Izzo who's 69. And then you've got Doug Wojcik, who's been a former head coach who was out for a little while. And you got Mark Montgomery who came back, who's been a former head coach at Northern Illinois. You hired Thomas Kelly, who's been a mid-major assistant. I, I just don't know if but that Thomas works Kelly's right not, now. He's not old. Thomas Kelly's No, like I know. No, no, I'm saying he's the one. But he's been a mid-major guy is what I'm trying to tell you. Like he hasn't been – he hasn't done it at the high-major level. I think you need a good staff right now, especially with the portal. Like I think you got to have – now those guys at least know what to bring Izzo, but I, I just – I don't know. It's a young man's game. It is a young man's game right now. Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't think that Coach Izzo want he didn't want to get in the portal. So what you could be the but, greatest assistant coach in the history of the you world. Convince say, him, Coach Izzo. You got to convince Izzo that yeah, he has to on. get in the portal. You think that? I yes. mean, this is this is a guy that yes, he has won so much. I I don't feel like that's an easy task to just be like, yo, let's take some portal guys. If they're and all telling him. It. If his whole staff is telling him, hey Tom, we're gonna get our ass kicked at the five if we don't bring in somebody. Everybody's telling him this. I do think he goes to the portal and gets another big. And that's the difference in this. Well, Jay Nakins, to me, is the other difference in this team. Because yeah, he's four, him. four points, one of nine yesterday. You know, like he, I, he needs I to be he's, he's to be he's a too guy. talented. He's too right. talented to have lines like that. And he has he's had stretches this year where he's been really good. But he has games like this where, you know, there's just – it's not great. All right. I'm going to give you four names – and you're going to tell me who you think is the next to go in college. They're all four are on the bubble right now. Okay. It's a great collection of, 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 of quartet here. Izzo, Mark Few, Tony Bennett, Rick Pitino. They're all, how about that? Four Hall of Famers, and they're all on the bubble right now. And you wonder if the game has passed all four by. Right? I mean, that's fair, isn't it? No. Man, and I'm saying... Is- I, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm. Hold saying, on, though. You said with Patino, and I, I vividly remember this. Yes. You saying this? Do you remember? Yeah. You know what I'm going to say? Yeah, they're a top 25 team. And I said, man, I don't know. He's going to have to turn the roster over. And you said, I don't care. I don't. I care. don't care who's on the team. That's what you said. You just beat Creighton yesterday. They're in the mix. You're putting him on. You're saying now, is he one of the four that the game has passed by? It's just and, and I actually think he's the one of the four that it has. How's that? I would say he's last on my list. He He's last right now because he's invigorated. He'll go to the portal. He doesn't give a shit. He's going to work his ass off. He's going to have NIL. I actually think next year, year two, will be the year that St. John's becomes a player. Well, what a big change from Jeff Goodman saying it doesn't matter who's on the team. That's an NCAA tournament uh, yeah. team. And there were some you pushback. Know what and you, you, know what were, you were critical of that pushback. True or false? You can't go to the Ivy League for your top players. That that's what he's learned this year. Don't go to the Ivy League for your top transfers. Is it is it true or false that you were very critical true. of the pushback you received? Yeah. True, true, true. But if they get in the tournament, hey Rob, if they get in the tournament, that's still a good year for St. John's. But yeah, of course. They were they were awful before. So yes, I'm trying to say here. All right. So Izzo, Few, Tony Bennett, Rick Patino. Who's the next to retire? 
I think Tom Izzo's got another four years. I yeah, think I he. I think and he's I got think no gonna, no hobbies. Zero. I think hobbies. this is going to burn him. That this year has not gone well, and it's it's just going to. He's he's not retired. Few. I think probably few because of everything I've heard and even talking to him. He he likes the lake. He likes to chill. He likes pickleball. Like he's got other stuff to do. You yes. know, and that's not like a diss. That's that's probably no, he's got hobbies. That's a hell. That's a healthy thing for for somebody. Um. But I think he he loves coaching too, and maybe this is one of those seasons where he's kind of burning after it too. I I don't know. Uh, who was the third you said? Tony Bennett, who's young. young. Yeah, I, I would say I'll go a few because I think that he's just got other stuff that he enjoys doing. I'm with you. I think few will be next, but I, I I've said this for a while. I think Tony Bennett could be a surprise retirement of of the changing landscape and would he fun. would he get out of basketball or would he just be like i'll go coach in the nba where yeah. i can just do basketball stuff i could see him being an nba assistant and being really too yeah really good he's got he's got a good demeanor for that too I and feel. he played in the nba for a little bit he'd be perfect and and yes i don't think he wants to deal with this i don't think any of those guys we mentioned are really happy other than patino i think he's happy oh, yeah he's so happy post press conference just ripping every single player he has. He seems like a happy guy. And saying it's the most miserable year of his his life. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the funniest part is I'm watching uh, the end of the St. John's game last week in Richard Patino's office before the New Mexico game. And uh forget who they were playing. Georgetown. Georgetown. They almost blew it. And uh, Richard's like, oh, man, if they lose this one, like my dad, he's going to be out of his mind after this. Uh, and they're so different. Personality-wise, Rick and Richard, it, it's kind of – it's funny to watch because Richard's – you know, even before the game, he said, listen, come up to my – because I was only in town for a little bit. He was like, come up come up to my office, you know, after the game. And I'm like, oh, if you – he's like, no, no, win or lose, whatever. Just come on up here. I, I like, really miss Richard Patino in the Big Ten. Yeah, he's fun. He's fun. He, he's, is, he is an awesome guy. Yeah, he's just – he, he, he pokes fun at himself. He pokes fun at – Everybody, you you included, you know, he says how hard it is uh, for me to have to do this pot. He he understands because he had to deal with you. No, he he was always he yeah. knew that I was really easy, very low maintenance, very, very low maintenance. So low maintenance. By the way, your post game interviews now have come a long way. I mean, Man, I think that you. might be that's yeah. the most improved part of my game here this by year far. by far. I mean, you've, you've I, I am like feeling confident in these bad boys now. <laughs> Not even like it used to be. I swear to God, yeah. My first couple years, I'd look at that. It'd be the under four timeout, and I would just be like, "Shit!" You'd be shit. sweating, right? <laughs> I would be really nervous, and I, I had a couple really bad experiences interviewing certain people. I remember. Um, I saw a few. One of them was was Kevin Willard, where I was just I I didn't know I was going to interview him, and they won the the wooden tradition in Anaheim. And I asked him two questions, and they were like, all right, one more in your ear. And I'm like, oh, God, I have no other questions. <laughs> You're like, I so, I, so I asked him, you know, what's what's next, like, to prepare for – and I said the wrong team. He looked at me like, we don't even play them. Like, he he was – he looked at me like, you are the dumbest person. And I, I felt like it. And then I also had another coach where I was doing a pregame interview, and I asked a dumb question, and he gave me a one-word answer. And I wasn't, like, ready to reload. It's you hard. Know, which is, Those are hard. I know. So there was, there, was like the three, there was like the three seconds of awkward silence of me trying to think of what my next question was. Oh, but yeah. I've, oh, I do. Thank you. I 
That, that was nice of you to say. I've been working on that, and yeah. uh, that's 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 very kind of you. Were you working on that at, at the golf course this past offseason? Yeah, yeah. In what between shots, about? I'd, I'd be like, you know, Brad, unbelievable performance tonight. <laughs> yeah, no, you you can just tell you're loose. You're you know what? I have to give credit. Question. There's a there's a guy at Big Ten Network, Bill Friedman, who is in charge of, of the the journey, yeah. and he has helped me immensely. It's good, and he's a really you think about it. He interviews people all the time yeah. with the journey stuff, so he has been a tremendous help. I expected you to give me credit for this, but okay, okay. Bill Friedman. Bill I don't Friedman. know if you've ever helped me in anything, honestly. Yes, Other than, you've just you've brought me down. You you've brought me down in so many ways. Well, you're not the only one who said that. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. There is nothing in sports better than the heart of the college basketball season, which is why I need to tell you guys about our partners over at Rhythm. If you're into sports betting, you need Rhythm, the place for data-backed props and picks. For those that are unfamiliar, Rhythm, spelled R-I-T-H-M-M, is the go-to mobile app for player props and game picks. Backed by AI predictive models, Rhythm helps you make smarter and faster betting decisions across all sports, but particularly college hoops, where there are as many as 150 games a day during conference play many of which have softer lines at BetMGM than you'll find in the NFL or the NBA. With Rhythm, you get data-backed picks for every Division I game every day. Users get free picks daily with the ability to upgrade to unlimited access. And for those of you already using modeling, you can build custom sports betting models within the Rhythm app itself. I am a Rhythm user, and I found that I've been a better better when I focus on lines where my gut and Rhythm's modeling are aligned. When I think UConn can cover on the road against Butler and Rhythm backs that up, we fire. But Rhythm also helps lead you to plays that you didn't know you needed to make. Like, for example, when the data says bet the over in UMass Lowell versus New Hampshire because you have a 61% edge on that line, you bet the over and you bink. So if you want to increase your edge and win more bets, go to the link in the description below and download Rhythm today. That's R-I-T-H-M-M, the place for data-backed props and picks. Uh, all right, court storming, court storming. Kyle Filipowski gets injured. Uh, his knee gets injured as he runs off the court. After. You know how serious it is? Not that serious. Not that's that good. serious. Just like a like a knee on knee problem. Bone bruise. Yeah, I think okay, it's that's fun. good. Um, they beat Wake. Ah, they lose to Wake. Uh, the crowd at Wake storms the court. Duke players are not yet off the court. Uh, Flip gets hurt. Uh, Shire is upset afterwards. Gives credit to to Wake. I thought it was actually very well done by. Yeah, Shire. he did. He did yep. do a good job. Yep. Uh, my take to you is, and our own Rob Dosser had an idea i'm sure it wasn't his own uh of of how to fix if it was good it wasn't exactly exactly <laughs> basically it's it's kind of set a 30 second clock or whatever and then you can storm the court that would be there's there's the pitch count clock up 
<laughs> you don't like it? You don't like, like the New Year's Eve clock, dude. <laughs> we, we should have a ball come down. When, <laughs> the, ball, clock, when right? the ball hits, the students can storm. Um, dude, the funny thing is, I didn't see this until yeah. like 4 o'clock yesterday because I did the Purdue game for Westwood One Radio. Your 17th Purdue game of the year. It actually is, which is so <laughs> unbelievably crazy. No, it's, what I've is been wrong? Out 17 Purdue games. Like, seriously, you Painter has to be like when he sees you, like, God damn, again. Yeah, he, like, probably really? he probably does say that. Um, no, uh, yeah, I, I had an email from somebody at NBC asking me to tape something for the NBC nightly news yeah. about yeah. court storming. I'm like, really? And they'd already taped it, so I I wasn't even able – I didn't do it. But Missed your opportunity. Uh, your one I, opportunity. It could have been me and Lester Holt just talking yeah. court storming <laughs> out here. <laughs> no, you know what um, that is? You know what they do for those? Because I did them when I was – like they like It's a tape piece, I assume. Yeah, they ask you for like 10 minutes. You talk, and then they literally use like one bite. Yeah, right, right. Within a um, – Yeah, that's, that's what I figured. But regardless, I – I like court storming. Okay. I had a good I had a good experience with it from a home perspective. Like it was a it's a really cool memory. And then even when we lost on the road and it happened, it never got out of hand. Now I could see where there's the serious potential for it to so do why? so. Why you were able to get off the court every time? No, why? no, it was just no. it's luck, I suppose. You know, yeah. like that's because you were lucky. not quick. I mean, especially post knee injury, you were not one of the quicker guys to be able to get off the court. Well, it's amazing that I was still able to average 16 points a game, not being quick. You know, that's that's an impressive feat. Um, like with I, the bulky, with that bulky knee brace, how are you? Can, able to can you stay on topic? We're talking about court storming. We're talking about court storming. Right, not yeah. not me. Um, with that being said, I do understand that this is like this has probably gotten out of hand. And with the Caitlin Clark thing, and now Kyle Filipowski. First of all, shout out to the Duke manager who like. <laughs> So went through the the yeah. salmon swimming upstream and grabbed him and like that dude that was a that was impressive extra scholarship for him seriously seriously um i i like court storming because i think it's in the fabric of college football and college basketball like it's there's so many ways where this this game has become more professionalized and like for the students to celebrate with the winning home team i do think that that is a cool aspect of the game but I, I do think that we've got to – like these institutions have to have better plans and people that are actually able to institute said plans. And if you don't, I think there's there's got to be some sort of punishment or fine or where it's like, all right, you didn't do it. This is but, the deal. Okay, Rob, Rob. So I was just down in South Carolina a month ago when they stormed the court against Kentucky and it cost them – I think that was maybe their first defense or their second. It's like in the SEC, it's like 100 – 250, 500, maybe thousand for, for the fines. ACC has got nothing. They don't have any fines. I don't think fines on the school is going to do anything. I think what you have to do, honestly, I think what you do is you do some combination of what Dosser said, which is like, okay, you got to wait till the team is the opposing teams off the court. No, you just got to wait. Maybe there's not a clock, but, but again, like at Duke, you got to have better security than Wakehead, number one. So you got to have better security. That's the number one thing. Wake knows there's only two games a year that that the court is going to get stormed, and that's Duke yeah, and Carolina. Carolina and Duke. Right. That's it. 
And so maybe if you have like a if Virginia is number one or like when when a random team like that is a highly ranked team. So you got to have the ropes up. Like I think you got to have the ropes up immediately. Um, and maybe you do say, hey, listen, if you storm the court, if you're on the court before the opposing team comes off and we catch you, you're expelled. You're expelled from school. That would be it. Man. That'd be it, bro. Well, that, that would. Yeah. I mean, that type of. That would do it. Would Nobody would screw with that. I mean, other yeah. than if you're a graduated. The only thing is, is like you do have some hammered people who are like, yeah, that, yeah. No, that's it would curb it. But they, they do. There has to be some sort of punishment that, that deters this. I, I like court storming, and I hope it doesn't go away. But it, it's definitely time that we legitimately yeah. make a change to it. Which, which is, you know, it's a shame that it's come to that. But there's been too many incidences. We clearly can't do it in a way that's safe it's it is i'm surprised that people haven't gotten hurt before i mean i've seen students fall yeah. and think about like when you're, there's that many people like you could get trampled I, i'm shocked that a a student from the student body hasn't gotten seriously hurt maybe they have and we just haven't heard but yeah. when caitlin clark has something happen and kyle filipowski at duke has something happen you're going to hear about it yeah. um so yeah i i i like it still I, I'm not of the like group of like we should ban it outright because I do think that it is one of the cooler traditions of like a team upsetting a good team. But I get where Duke is probably like, I'm sick of this or or Purdue. They've had like 10 court stormings in the last three years. You know, that's I'm sure those teams that see it a lot are sick of it. And they obviously aren't getting court stormings because they're ranked high and they expect to beat everybody. But I yeah. I don't want it to go away completely, but I do think that we need to make some changes. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Uh, I've used LinkedIn many a times. And listen, I'm not good at this stuff, but this is about as easy as it gets. And uh, I found the right people as well. So it's been absolutely perfect for me. Uh, LinkedIn isn't just another job board. It has a vast network of more than a million professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. Does all that while making the process, like I said, so easy. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows the small businesses are wearing so many hats might not have the time or resources to hire. So LinkedIn, constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched the feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash good. That's linkedin.com slash good to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Um, all right, so Purdue lost to Ohio State. Uh, UConn lost to Creighton. Uh, a lot of people now feel like uh, it's a three-horse race. They feel like Houston has Houston. now got into the equation oh, to yeah. be in that conversation with UConn and Purdue. You know, what Houston does have is a great backcourt, Jamal Shedd and LJ Cryer, and they play really well off one another because, again, Shedd is just that – He's he's made his way into the discussion as a top point guard in the country. I don't know if he's yeah. number one, but he's right there because he plays both ends of the court too. And he stepped up offensively because they've needed him to, right? Yeah. And Pryor is as good a shooter as there is in the country. 
their bigs know exactly what they're supposed to do. And well, their role definition is is high level. Like yeah, all well, those guys understand. You've been Kelvin around. Is. You were around uh, uh, Kelvin a good amount over the last couple of years. What makes Kelvin Sampson such a great college basketball coach? I mean, I just think he demands excellence. And those guys, the kids respect him because they know what they're getting into when they when they go. And he they, he coaches those dudes hard. He coaches those dudes. You've said that. You've, in you've been a in way practice, where you're like, I mean, right? there's not many guys who do that anymore. Um, he is one of the few. I I <laughs> I did a game of theirs at UCF. And remember Taze Moore? Yeah. yeah. Taze Moore played for them two years ago on, I believe, their team that lost to Nova in the NCAA tournament. And he was having a bad shoot around. So all of a sudden, Ta- he puts Taze Moore on the, on the line to run a suicide at shoot around. So he, all the team is watching. He runs a suicide timed. Yeah. And he, he makes his time, but he kind of like runs off the court and starts walking back. And Kelvin just goes in. I mean, he is screaming at him to get back on the court. So Taze Moore kind of like jogs over and like he's, he's going through the rest of shoot around and they're, they're doing their walkthrough stuff. And, Tazay Moore must have had like a moment where he had bad body language or like rolled his eyes or something. And Kelvin goes crazy. I mean, he's talking about your, your attitude is terrible. It's bringing this whole team down. You are sucking the life out of the entire. And he kicks him on a shoot around, has him go sit on the bus. Well, then so he he's Tazay Moore's out. He kind of like makes his way back in. And I'm like loving this because I'm like, this is old school. Right, you don't awesome. see this in shoot around. No, no, no. Usually shoot arounds are, are pretty chill. <laughs> that night, Taze Moore, go ahead three pointer to to win the game. No way. I'm just I'm like, this dude pushes all the right <laughs> buttons. It, it was honestly awesome to see kind of the uh the full arc of that story. But he coaches those. I mean, if you don't give good effort, he is gonna drive you. And I, I respect that. And I think that he gets those guys to play the right way. He gets those guys to play hard. They are beasts on the glass every year, you know, and I, I think for Houston, they try to punk you out with the initial surge of everything they do. If you throw the ball on the post trap immediately, every if you can get it out, you can get threes on the backside. You can, you want to come off a ball screen, immediate, immediate hard hedge trap. Yeah. You know, you've got to get the ball out of your hands, but they they try to overwhelm you with their athleticism, their length, and their size, and they they can do that. They are I always enjoy watching Houston, regardless of what their shooting is like. Because at times, in the last couple of years, it hasn't been great. It's been better this year. Um, but yeah, he he really coaches those guys hard, and he is a really good coach. A uh, couple more things before we wrap. Uh, one, uh, Jeff Jones retired today. Uh, Old Dominion head coach. He had stepped away for health reasons, has battled cancer over the last couple of years. And I just talked to him and, and uh, said he's feeling pretty good. Uh, and, and said since he stepped away, his stress level's gone down. And I think that's part of it for him. It's like, could he have come back? And I'm sure he didn't want to go out this way. Uh, they really struggled this year as a, as a program. But former Virginia head coach, uh, Old Dominion head coach, great dude, great dude. So, uh, wanted to definitely wish him the best in his retirement. Um, and again, you're coming, you're coming here for Indiana, a uh, big game. Uh, I believe we're staying. Can I tell uh, Indiana fans where you're staying? They might, they might actually harass yeah. you. No, thanks. I won't tell them. <laughs> I won't tell them that you're staying at the, the courtyard. 
Yeah, there you go. All right. By Marriott. All right. Just listen. If if you see Hummel and you see this pod and you see Hummel at all on campus Tuesday, make sure to yell at him. He probably won't even show his face out anywhere near campus. Is my guess. I went out to dinner with with you and Talia after the last time we were in Bloomington together. You were scared. Remember, we 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 met at Yogi's and you literally wouldn't walk in. Uh, until you knew either we were in or you wanted to walk in with us. Well, you I didn't were want terrified. to be by myself. I didn't want to be by myself. And then I had a bunch of students boo you as you walked in. <laughs> yeah, you did. You're a real kind soul there. What do you think? Indiana, uh, can they can they get right against Wisconsin? Or I don't have much those? faith, but but was it's not like Wisconsin's been great. I would expect actually, I think this Indiana team has been crucified enough lately. I think at home they show up and they play well. I don't know if they win, but I think they're going to play well. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be a close game. I, I mean, listen, game. you're you're it, they're around here and they're hearing everybody talk about the women's team and, and they just beat Caitlin Clark and kind of shut her down in the second half. It was a great game to watch. Yeah. And you wonder, like, and they play with so much enthusiasm, that women's team. Like, they're fun to watch. They play with emotion. That's my bigger – not bigger issue because my biggest issue is is Woodson assembling this team, but the group together they don't play with a lot of passion or enthusiasm. They don't have a lot of energy, and I get it. It's tough now at this point in the season when you're not winning. But they've been that way all year. They've been that way all year. No leadership. Uh, well, I, I feel like the writing was a little bit on the wall for Indiana when you're watching them play Florida Gulf Coast, Army, Wright State, and yes. it's like. They're That's almost right. lose. I mean, they had to Every really game. come from Every behind game. in a lot of those games, and it's like there's there's some issues here. Morehead State, you know, like they just those games could have gone either way, and they won them, and it probably kind of boosted the expectations. Even though the the loss to Connecticut and the loss to Auburn, Kansas, like those those were reality checks. Um, but clearly, Indiana has got to get some skill some depth in the backcourt and some guys that can make a shot like that. That has to happen in the portal this off season. Otherwise it's going to be, it's going to be more of the same. You know, they just, they can't, you can't have games multiple where you're like down to the last two minutes. And the, the, the commentators are saying Indiana has not made a three, Yeah, but it's a lot of stagnant offense. It's a lot of standing around. They, they just don't, they don't get great motion out of their, their offense. Hey, Rob, what two former NBA coaches uh, and players, Mike Woodson, Jerry Stackhouse, Juwan Howard, and Penny Hardaway have in common right now? I assume that their teams are not playing very well. Their teams will not be in the NCAA tournament. Um, the only one who's got a chance is Penny after they beat FAU uh, yesterday. But all four are former NBA either players or coaches in college. They're in – at least their third year of coaching their programs. And they're not in the incident. Like I don't include like Damon Stoudemire and they're all high major guys, all high major guys. Damon Stoudemire is in his first year at Georgia tech. He doesn't count. And I don't count Damon either because Damon, when he came into college was an assistant coach for years. These guys, the caveat for me is the guys who get hired in the, uh, from the NBA who have no college coaching experience and are immediately head coaches of high major programs. It is a bad, bad decision by these athletic director, directors. Just this. Yeah. No, I, I mean, you can't argue with the uh, the results of this year. That's for right. sure. I mean, Penny's been there. Woodson's been there. 
Yep. One was knocking on the door of a Final Four. Now that was with players that John Beeline recruited, but it's not like they. I don't know. I it's just one of those They're years. Good programs. Where, no, they are. They're, They're good not programs. bad programs. Like if you said, "Hey, okay, DePaul." Like I'm not going to blame anybody for not getting DePaul good or, or, yeah. or some of these programs. Um, the only other guy who's done a pretty good Hoiberg has. Yeah, but he had college, he, he coached in college before the NBA. I mean, he he started as a. I know he well. He was an NBA front office guy. Went to Iowa right. State. Then he went That's to right. the Bulls, and now he's right. back in college. So it's right. not like Iowa he had State, never coached in. College. He killed it. He crushed it at Iowa State. He was kind of the outlier at Iowa State, and now he's got Nebraska, where they might be in the tournament again. This I year. don't think it's a might. I think they're, they're barring in. an epic collapse. I I think that Nebraska is set up for Fred Hoiberg to to win there going forward. Yeah. Because I think the portal doesn't bother him obviously. He's been no. doing it since he was at Iowa State. Nebraska wants to win. They have money for NIL. I think that they can. And now that the culture that he's kind of established there these last two seasons, yeah, I would agree. he's done a great job. I I would think that he he should get an extension. I mean, he he's done that good of a job there. All right. Um uh... Thanks for joining us. Goodman and Hummel podcast dinner is on you tonight in Bloomington uh, at a, a, a TBD uh, to be determined place. I don't know where, wherever you're comfortable going in, you can pull your hat down, whatever it is. All right. We'll see if I see you. I don't know. I'm not sure if I'll see you tonight. All right. All right. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Goodman and Hummel pod. Goodman and Hummel podcast. And we got Robbie Hummel. I'd known you since you were a kid. I could blow my knee out. Both knees. And still kick your ass. We're trying to find the Robbie Hummel statue. I wanted to kill you. 